0: If on your mind and you're feeling unclear, just hop on the mic and speak without fear. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Aaron, Aaron. Let's air out. Good evening, you beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Aaron and Air Out. I'm joined by a special, a special best in my, in my bedroom today. I've decided to put on my webcam on my face so I can look at the TV screen and act like I'm talking to a person, kind of have someone to make a conversation to, feel more natural than just staring at a blank wall and speaking off my head, though I'm already experiencing a little bit of a difficulty because I can't look myself in the eyes. I'm always looking down at the monitor rather than looking, I can either look at the camera and not see my face or look at the monitor and not see my eyes. But we'll see what happens. This way, it's like kind of, you know, Showing people the reflection makes them stop doing bad things. Maybe showing myself, like, hey, I'm having a good time, and this guy's having a great time. i got to be having a good time, too. Maybe like, inspire more things to happen. Maybe it'll make it a little bit easier, kind of like I'm talking to someone across the table. That's my hope that's going to happen, but I guess we'll see how this uh, prototype episode goes. Maybe I'll have to get a picture of myself to tape up on the wall that I can just stare at during my podcast and just stare longingly into these beautiful blue eyes. But, oh, well, what was I talking about? get those in early. It has been a, a not busy week. I know normally I come at you hard with these UPS stories and the uh, the long work weeks, working the, the nine to five, but it's been the opposite this week. Last time I talked to you, last Thursday, was my first day off from UPS because my boy Jeff out sick. I think Thursday was the first day, not Wednesday. Someone who listened to the last week's episode recently, let me know if I was out sick Wednesday, last Wednesday, just so I can check my paycheck. But yeah, Jeff was out last Thursday, last Friday, and then he was hopeful he's going to be back Monday, but did not hear him from Monday, did not hear from him Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, which was yesterday, I finally decided to shoot him a text. Be like, hey, Jeff, hope you're feeling well. He, uh I told you he'd been, like, banging his knee up. I guess he, he was having difficulty walking, which is a big uh, big portion of our job. Yeah, so I didn't hear from him Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, I reached out to him, uh, and he said no. He was at an appointment, hopefully Thursday. Uh, but most likely Friday, will be going back to work, and today did not work again, continued the vacation, the one-week vacation, and I already got a text this afternoon saying that he's not going to be in Friday, so I got a full week off, I could have, like, last week, like, reached out to my HR manager or whatever, the driver is coordinator, Patricia, as they call her, whatever her real name is, I don't know, Patty, who knows? I could have reached out for her and been like, hey, uh, Jeff's out. Can I go with a new driver? But I didn't want to do that. I don't want to. Jeff and I have like this bond. We were kind of like made to deliver packages together. I think the universe brought us together for a reason. And to go against the universe and then have to go like with a different driver, it just it wouldn't feel right to me. It would feel weird, Uh, you know, capitalizing on that by making money and offering these services to make another driver more efficient at the job. I'm just not I'm not into that. And I didn't want to like do a really good job with this new driver. And they're like, hey, you know what? Jeff is kind of like, he's good on his own. So why don't we just split these two up, take away the dynamic duo, and kind of like spread the scoring, as they say in hockey. You got to spread out your superstars. I could not let that happen. So I just decided to, you know, in solidarity to Jeff, I'm going to stay home and, you know, get other stuff done, which stuff got done. Monday stuff got done. Tuesday stuff did not really get done. Monday was a really good day. Tuesday was not a good day. Wednesday, oh boy, Wednesday was a real stinker of a day, in terms of stuff getting done. In terms of like my enjoyment, I had a great day. I had to do nothing, but, and then today was also kind of a stinker, kind of a kind of a stinker. We uh, let's just let's go back to Monday. So Monday was kind of a a bit of an epiphanous moment, in terms of my YouTube channel. I I was really analyzing what I want to do with it, and I knew this week I had to like put a video out normally be the weekly wander which i've been hyping up this Winterburn weekly wander forever uh and it is written as i mentioned if you didn't if you didn't know it it is written all the facts are there but i just have absolutely zero desire to drive out to Winterburn, walk around for 45 minutes reading off these facts that i got from wikipedia and then cutting it together and sending it to you guys i'm like that i would never watch that there is no appeal in that video to me so if I wouldn't enjoy doing it, I don't expect that you guys would enjoy watching it. I don't really feel right like putting out a product that I myself would not uh, consume or you know enjoy. So that got me thinking, what can I do with this channel? I think the weekly wanders work. When like the Barry one worked because I had stories to tell about my childhood and I was like enjoying it, and it was like you know me being able to like freely speak off the cuff from my experiences. Um, that first the of the new improved weekly wanders where I talk about the Grand River, that one worked because of that like surprise twist where that older woman ended up walking with me the whole time. We had to like catch an arsonist. All that happened. That worked out fine. The latest one, the Christmas Village one, that one worked because the footage could stand by itself. And then I just had to do a commentary. I think like the lights and seeing all that is interesting enough for people that it didn't really need all, all like the extra added. Uh, commentary and facts into it even though I did that I did very little commentary though it was mostly just those two minutes of facts and then I was like well that was enjoyable I didn't tell you any stories about it but there wasn't really much to tell you kind of you got to experience it with me and then I'm like this Winterburn one I could drive out there and first off I looked up Winterburn it's like one road there's like six houses there there's there's no walking trails there's nothing out there to see so I'd have to like find somewhere adjacent to Winterburn which was actually like St. Jacob's would be a a good, like a valuable place to go walk around. There's lots of trails there. A bigger population, but that's not exactly Winterburn. So I'd be lying to you guys. Um, but also I already did a history of St. Jacobs. I know if you slow down those facts, you can you can hear them in that video. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense to be like, hey guys, you you learned all about St. Jacobs. Now I'm gonna tell you the diverse history of the place two kilometers down the road. Uh, at the same time, it's not you're not gonna learn anything new. It's just it's just filled with uh James crooks purchased a triangular tract of land in 1827 no one knows who James crooks is he's not you're not gonna take that name and like shout it out to someone else hey do you know uh, James crooks purchased a triangular pact of land in 1827 that they now call Winterburn and they're like what's winterburn I have no idea it, it was a useless video so I think the weekly wanders are gonna go on hiatus until I a have a like interesting story of a place that I want to tell you guys that like intrigues me or b I have like a personal story about this place that I could share with you guys and then it's more uh you get my personality into the video more which I think is why people tune into the videos I'm hoping they're not like hey I'm really curious to see these forested trails and I really just mute the video and don't listen to Aaron and I don't think that like I said, reading off the, I just read the Wikipedia article and sometimes click the the links that Wikipedia has at the bottom and takes some extra facts from there. There's not a ton of in-depth research going into these weekly wander videos, so they're going on hold. But I needed something to fill in that time, so I've been kind of like developing this new new channel guidelines, new channel path that I want to create uh, coming in the new year. So I came up with a couple ideas for new videos that I wanted to make. I'm not going to spoil them here. Uh, I think next week's podcast, the announcement video, should be coming out. I spent all day Monday. I guess, no, Monday was kind of like the planning day. And then we did some filming too for Losers on Drugs. I'll uh, I'll talk about that in a bit too. Uh, And Tuesday was the day I really, I was like super focused and productive and I sat down on my computer and I started creating these uh, like intros to the new segments I want to make. And one of them I created all from scratch. Like I had an idea for it and I used my very my very poor editing way uh to create it like I don't I'm very uh I guess some people might call it ingenuity I uh when I want to get something done I'm pretty good at figuring out how to get it done with uh limited materials or like what I have and like uh like uh, a story that comes to mind is like the internet situation at uh the house in mississauga is living living at really poor internet I think I, I might have talked about this before the story uh, but it was just like the router was on the second floor, I'm in the basement, and they had a Wi-Fi, uh, what's it called, repeater, transmitter, extender, Wi-Fi extender in the middle floor that would then send it down to the basement. And it was such a slow connection. And I'm a gamer. I need that good internet. So I had to like, I use my phone to plug USB, my phone USB would plug into my computer. I would then connect to the 5G signal on my phone because the Wi-Fi on my computer could not connect to the 5G signal. It can only connect to the regular signal. So that's two signals right there. You got 5G and 3G. Is that the normal one? 4G, whatever it is. And I took those two and then found an app that can combine Wi-Fi signals uh, called Speedify. And then, so I used that. I paid for like, I paid a hundred bucks for like, I think, I think I still have it. I think I have it like for a lifetime. I just have no use for it now. But it, it then you can, like, choose a speed connection. So it takes those two connections, pairs them together, and gives you a faster connection. Or you can, like, make it more reliable. So if, like, one connection kind of wavers, the other one will cut in the slack so you get a much more stable connection. And, like, I figured all that out just so I could play Fortnite and Apex Legends with Will. Uh, and then, you know, most of the time I don't put effort into things that aren't really directly impacting me. And I don't remember how I got onto this, uh, this topic. Oh, the editing. The editing. So the, pro, the program I use to edit is called DaVinci Resolve 16 or 17. I'm not sure which one. But uh, if you look it up, DaVinci Resolve, it's a free program. There is a paid version of it that gives you, like, some extra effects and stuff. But for the most part, like, the bulk of all the editing you need to be done can be done in this DaVinci Resolve. And it's, like, it's a super high-quality one, uh, very, like, professional standards in it. And if you go into the program, there's kind of these, like, five different tabs you can use to you know create your video. I guess it's like kind of like steps. So the first tab is the cut tab. That's where you like lay out all your footage and then chop out the stuff you don't want. And it's a very like basic blocky timeline. So it's easier to organize clips. And then you have the edit tab, which is like you can then you know add in your sounds or like adding in transitions and stuff like that. Editing like direct footage, that's where it's best to do that once you have all your cut tab things lined up. Then you go into the fusion tab, which is made for like making uh, effects and like titles and like dramatic things changing uh so like things like flying into frame like animations and stuff like that that's you do that in the fusion tab uh and it's like a, a nodal system a nodular i don't know if they use nodes so it's like step one you have your image then it branches off to a background or an ellipse or a shape or whatever and then it branches off so like it creates a step-by-step thing you can I'm, you can probably look up a better version than that description but it's a, like a linear pathway that you used. And then at the final output of that pathway is your complete animation. And then you have like the uh, the Fairlight system, which is all the coloring, color correction, stuff like that. And then there is a audio section. Uh, and then after that, you render it out and whatever. So if you want to use that program effectively, you cut your footage, edit it out. If you want to add titles in that to it, you use the Fusion tab to create some cool animation titles. Do your color correction and then add any audio you want to it, change your audio, audio effects, and render it. And that's how a professional would do it. But I am no professional. So instead, I do all my work exclusively in the cut tab because it's the easiest one to manipulate the timeline. So I lay out all my footage in the, in the cut tab, and I could go make like cool uh, effects in that in the fusion tab. I should watch some tutorials, and like it would really improve my, the quality of my videos if I did that and like learn those new skills. Uh, and really, like, I'd really benefit from it, but I don't want to spend the time to do that. So instead, I have just learned how to do everything within the Cut tab. So, like, I use uh, titles for absolutely everything. I learned if I use an O, and then I put on like a solid fill background on it in the Cut tab, that I can make a circle, and then I can edit that circle using all like the text editing effects and then make different shapes just using that. And then using uh, like an eye, I can use that for rectangles and squares, editing the shapes, the height and width of that. So I exclusively just use titles and words to create all my animations and like just keyframe them of where I want them to move at each segment to like make like smooth transitions probably takes way longer and like it's way more jarring on my computer because i have to render out like 15 different text tabs to do like one simple little animation of things moving around and like blocking other things but i mean i think it turned out you'll see in the announcement video i think the first one you'll probably be able to tell which one i followed this tutorial for and which one i just like pre-birded it uh, i think it turned out really well though i added some like i made some sound effects for myself i added in you know i added in some little logos and stuff like from the internet to you know hide my faults really um, but i'm excited for you guys to see that i i keep re-watching it like i think that's how i know i liked it because i keep going back and I'm like wow i made that that is so cool and then the second one i made uh same day i was like okay i don't really know how to like create this effect i want to do for this intro so i looked up tut- a tutorial for it and it came out looking way better like it's it's much more professional but i think initially i was like it's gonna look really bad having these two side by side because it's gonna be very clear which one was professionally done and which one was just like Aaron throwing it together with I's and O's but the fr- final product now I think both of them look uh really good I am very proud of both of them like I said I keep rewatching them so I'm stoked for that and I'm excited for you guys to see that and uh you know announce these new changes to the channel I don't really want to say them am here I want them I want them I want the shock factor to come out in the announcement video and for you guys to like react uh how you would react just naturally seeing it and if like if you see it and like oh that's really cool I'm looking forward to those videos that's awesome and also if you're like nah maybe not maybe go back to the weekly wanders that's cool too I want those honest reactions though so I'm hoping I can get that out I mean since I'm not working tomorrow I can probably throw together a lot of that tomorrow and then have it out either tomorrow night or Saturday the weekly wander came out on Saturday last time so I'm kind of I like I don't mind uploading stuff on Saturdays but yeah the new year is looking promising I had a a lot of ideas for things that I can just do like right in my bedroom to create content rather than the weekly wanders having to always go out somewhere and do something I don't really want to do. I don't think that's very conducive to strong content. So that's what the main work, those are the work stories from this week pretty much, which is me doing that step, preparing the channel. And there's going to be, I think, like a decrease. I don't know what kind of videos I could put out. I guess I could put out like one of each of the new segments. Before the new year, just to give you a little taster, and then when the new year comes out, try and like actually put together a schedule of when I want to get these things out to you. Um, so I think that'll be that'll be cool. I'm excited to get into that. And sketches, I think sketches, I still want to do sketches, but definitely looking like I'm gonna more lean towards doing the shorts and TikToks. Uh, one is just as a means of producing them. I think for bigger sketches, I'm going to be doing more stuff with Ethan and Martin, and doing the loses on drugs with them, which is gonna be releasing. Uh, like, second week of January, I think, so I'll definitely be, like, releasing all that stuff on my channel, uh, not the videos, but, like, announcing all that stuff, and putting you guys in the right direction if you want to check that out, and see what we've been working on for the past three months, uh, and that's super exciting, I'm really excited for people to see those, uh, and then if, I'm, like, I'm, if I'm filming big, long sketches with them, I don't think I really will have time to film secondary, like, long sketches, there's definitely a few ideas in my phone that I'm, like, okay, these I definitely... Like, I need their help with them, and I definitely want to make these, like, really good and, like, full, full-fledged full things. But then there's a lot of ideas on my phone where I was like, this is just one joke. I can easily, like, like the spaghetti video was just, I had one thing written my phone that's, like, uh, throw all the spaghetti at the wall, see if it sticks. And I turned that into, like, a minute, one minute long short. And I got, I mean, for four hours of work, I got 2,000 views. So, like, I'm, I'm happy with that for a channel with no, like, real inherent like starting based viewership there's no like subscription box that's gonna give me like a, a base of like 2,000 viewers right off the bat to pump up the numbers uh so think doing more shorts and tiktoks of like one strong joke and then just building like a small story around that will be much more doable on top of then making longer form content of stuff that's more focused on my personality and me and that's like the podcast and then these new two series you'll see announced and there's a third that i've got to talk to some people about um and then that should come out as well in the new year so potentially this channel will be like podcast weekly wander these two new segments shorts maybe like a sketch a month if 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 even that um and then this other one project so it's like five or six different things i could work on at any given time and i think that'll give me a lot more freedom than like i mean right now i'm like oh god i gotta make a weekly wander every single week like that's gonna be I should not have named it the Weekly Wander. I should have been like the Bi-Weekly Wander. The Bi-Weekly Bi-Wander. So I think this will give me some, okay, well, if I don't want to film a Weekly Wander, at least I can do this in my bedroom. And if I don't have a lot of time to go out and film a sketch, I can at least I can do this instead and still provide content and like regular channel updates. So that is the channel update portion of this. Aaron the Brock, if you're not subscribed, go check it out. On YouTube and just YouTube. Nowhere else. You won't find this content anywhere else. Do, 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 do. Um. So I had a kind of a, and you know, as I said, I wasn't working at UPS this week. I had like a a little weird conversation on the phone. Uh, they called me yesterday. I had just, I had texted Jeff, and then he said, you know, he told me not happening this week. So then UPS called me because I had not, I never reached out to them at all. I was just like, Jeff's off, I'm off. And then I never I never called them was like, hey, I'm not going to come in unless Jeff's coming in. Because honestly, I've talked to Jeff more than anyone else at UPS. He texts me in the morning when he's leaving the depot and then I go meet him. Then he dropped me off back in my car and I go back to my house. Like I don't, there's no contact with a manager or like HR or anything. So they call, the HR or the driver coordinator calls me and she's just like, hey, just have a quick question for you. I'm like, yeah, sure. And she's like, do you work here? do you still work for us and i was like oh yeah yeah i am i'm just like i'm jeff's guy and as long as jeff's i had other stuff to do so as long as jeff's not working there like i'm not i'm not gonna work she's like oh okay cool okay bye and that was an entire extent of the conversation but it's very weird to get the the do you work here usually that's from like a customer if you're at a store and you're like you know you're looking at stuff on the shelf like oh excuse me do you work here because you know maybe you do look like i am stocking the shelves Never had it happen from a boss though. A boss unsure of my employment at their company. So that was a that was a funny little, it gave me a little chuckle after the phone call. Do you, Aaron? Hey, Aaron, do you work here? Uh, yes, I do. I do work for you. Yes, I would still like to. I'm gonna keep working for you guys. Just for you guys though. You know, I'm glad they put the option on me. It wasn't like a their. Ch- I thought there might be like a hey, you haven't called in. You're a no call no show for six days. Like we're gonna we're gonna let you go. No, rather they're like they're putting it on me. Like, hey, do you want to still work here? Because it's totally cool. Like, either way, whatever, whatever's good with you, Aaron. You know, you're the boss here. How's I, I like that? That's cool. And that's it for the UPS stories. That's that's all I got. You guys, you guys like the the awkward moments, the awkward delivery moments. I think I can I can deliver a lot of those. I've lived a life of awkward moments, but uh, I think my talent comes from recognizing when those awkward moments are like there's comedic value in them, and I think a lot of people appreciate that. And that they've been in similar situations and they more feel like, like, they cringe about them. Like, they feel bad, like, oh, I can't believe I did that or I can't believe I said that. Whereas I like to look at them from, like, a humorous point of view, you know. Comedy equals tragedy plus time. As they say, I just like to shorten that time, you know, immediately. Like, okay, this is really awkward, but that's also really funny that that just happened. Welcome back, me, you know, the poor man in the elevator. That, like, yeah, that's my thing. That's my thing. It's taken... Things people don't want to talk about, like butt problems. You want to talk about my butt problems? I, After dealing with them for, like, it's been a few months. I think after I got my colonoscopy, they started flaring back up. So I don't know if that camera going in there kind of, you know, rip and tear it on the way out. But after that, like, I started, and that was in July. So it's been, like, five or six months of me dealing with the painful poops. And then finally, like, after doing that podcast, I was like, maybe I should do something about it. Maybe I should actually, like, look into this. So I went to Shoppers yesterday. Picked up some Anusol cream, A N U S O L, Anusol. I've used it before. My dad gave me some. What was it for? I think I had a really bad diarrhea one time. You know, this is again. Don't be eaten during this part of the podcast, or just skip ahead and see if I'm still talking about butt stuff and poop. But this is for this is for the people. This is an important service announcement that I think everyone should listen to, and should not be grossed out. Butts. Everyone's got a butt. Everyone poops. This is not gross stuff. This is life. These are, life lessons. These are the life lessons you're going to take away from Aaron. So yeah, my dad's given me anusol before because I had like bad diarrhea and like, you know, you're wiping too much that you're like, you're rubbing the skin raw, it's like sandpaper on your butt. So I've used the anusol before to like, I think it's, it's like a hemorrhoid cream, like a pain treatment thing for like itching, pain and swelling, you know, all that, all that stuff. So I picked up some of that. I also picked up a, a little thing, a stool softener. because I think that's another problem is that I don't know how much it can heal if all, if it like heals overnight and then I wake up in the morning and just like a train just running right back through it, just scraping those walls, a train too small for the tunnel that is, you know, just like blowing an O-ring every time I'm sitting down on the toilet. So I got some stool softener. So like it'll just like fall out of me, which it might be making them too soft because I have not pooped since I took them yesterday. I have not felt the need to poop, but maybe, maybe hopefully by the next podcast, I will have pooped. So I'll keep you guys uh, in check on that one. All my bowel movements, uh, and then the anisol. It was. It came with a, a little applicator. I didn't realize the first time. The first time I did it, uh, when I like right when I got home, I applied some, and I just did the old like index finger in the bum. I found out that the uh, the mirror that's on the back of my door, you might have seen in some of my videos, it's perfectly lined up. That if I fold my legs over my head, I can like see right into my butt. It's perfectly lined up for rectal insertions. So I can, I could just like, and the yoga helps too, because my legs are super flexible. I'm way back behind my head. And I just hold that and then really like, really target the areas I want in my butt. So I use my finger the first time. And then I found this applicator in the box. that's like, it kind of looks like a dolphin's nose that you stick on the, on rather than like a typical cap you stick this dolphin nose over the top of it and it's like a longer insertion so you can really get in there because i think my hemorrhoid's like a little bit inside it's not it's not on the lip it's like inside so like i then before bed last night i like inserted that thing in and squeezed but the problem i found with that one is i couldn't really tell how much was coming out so i think i over applied to the point where it was like you know it was like a boiled over pot when i pulled it back out like it was it was squirting out and like ending up in my uh my pajama bottoms so i had to sleep with pajama bottoms all night and you know really really disturb my sleep because i'm a nude sleeper normally but i did not want to have anisole all over my sheets so i had to you know but you learn from that though and now i know that it is coming out you don't have to really force it as much as i did and i can say today no no butt pain so i don't know if that's a factor of the anisole working or just the fact that i haven't pooped and like disturbed the hemorrhoid you know so We'll we'll keep you posted. We'll uh I'll be sure to write down in my podcast topics, to, uh, you know, talk about my ass on next week's episode, but that is the that's the bowel portion of this episode. And my wisdom teeth, people were concerned about that. It has, that pain is completely gone. I am eating like normal. No issues here. So, the the health is coming back on track. I uh have decided to hop on the tea train. I don't really the only hot drink I really ever drink is hot chocolate, and I want like so far for my morning routine, I have a clock, an alarm go off every morning at 6.30. And then I'm just immediately like, I don't have anything to do. I'm going to go back to sleep till 7.20 and then get up for yoga. Uh, and then this whole not working thing, I've been like going back to sleep after yoga. Because I'm like, I'm, I don't know what else to do. You know, whatever. I got the entire day now to do what normally I would have to do in like the three or four hours after work. So I got plenty of time. I can sleep. That's not been very conducive at all for good work ethic. The more I sleep, the less I want to do when I wake up. So hopefully uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, Aaron. As always, tomorrow we'll try and fix that once again. I'm very—it's very confusing looking at this mirror. I've got a goatee now. I—I uh, I lived the beard life for a while, three years. Then I went to the mustache for November, and now I've just got weird company over. I didn't talk about the company coming over on Sunday. Damn! I didn't even write that in my notes. I don't know how I got to this topic. I was talking about something, and then I talked about my sleep. Uh. Oh, tea. The tea. I'll talk about the tea stuff, yeah. Uh, so I want to go on the tea game because I want, like, a, a routine that takes me out of my bed in the morning. Because right now it's like, oh, I'll wake up at 630 and do my writing. But that, like, I don't have to leave my room for that. And I think if I don't have to leave my room, I just end up going right back into my bed. Because I'm like, no one can see me inside my room so I can do whatever I want in here. So... Uh, I decided like if I wake up in the morning, like go down, like make myself a tea and I'll make like a process out of it. Like, you know, boil the water, get my, uh, I want to get a mug. I want to paint a mug though. I want to see if I can get like a, probably need a special paint and then like a seal over it. So you don't like drink paint. So I want to look into doing that. And then like, I got like some almond milk and some honey to add to it. So it's like, just like a little process I can do every morning of making myself a tea. And then I looked into like, well, I was asking Sarah to look into for me. Uh, what of like energizing teas because I kind of I stay away from caffeine just like as a life I'm just a lifelong aversion from it always like I've always had trouble sleeping and like it's just always imprinted in my brain my mom's always told me like caffeine like affects your sleep caffeine will keep you awake so I'm like I never want to take caffeine because I I love sleeping I'm just bad at it and like growing up I was always like mom's there caffeine in this like anytime after dinner I'm, make, I'm making a PB and J like, is there caffeine in this peanut butter? I, I wanna be able to sleep tonight. I got a big day tomorrow. Got a big day of fourth grade. Can't can't be staying up all night. So I just like I've I had one coffee in my life, it was terrible. And that because I was up for like thirty six hours and I needed something to just get me through this exam I had not done yet. And that coffee tasted crappy, it was instant it was instant coffee, so like I know you're like, Oh, you haven't had good coffee, but I just I've had no desire to have a coffee and I got a ton of mucus in my nose right now. Oh I've had no desire to like have coffee. It's never like enticed me. So I figure why, you know, I'm not going to force myself to do it if I'm not drawn to it. But tea, I like the idea of teas and I want an energizing tea, but with no caffeine. Because I think green tea is caffeinated tea. But uh, so Sarah recommended me a lemon and ginger to start. And I had one of those today as I was making, preparing my, my, pit, my dinner. Uh, I put my dinner on a slow cooker. So I have like a little treat to look forward to after this podcast. So I'm looking forward to that chana masala I have made. Um, yeah, and so I got lemon ginger for now, which you don't have to add honey and almond milk too, Sarah said. But she recommended I go to David's Tea and get the tea advent calendar. And then from there, I get to try out like 24 or 25 different teas. And then in the new year, I can be like, okay, I liked these three teas or whatever. And then, you know, just buy those ones and then, you know, start my routine of waking up in the morning, make a tea. And then think like make a tea, maybe just watch an episode of TV or something in the living room. Just like, you know, slow start to the day. I'm gonna do yoga at seven thirty. So like something to just like, you know, get the engines going a little bit, just a little grease, grease the wheels a bit, wake myself up, and then after yoga I can like hit the ground running, doing stuff, which will probably be hopefully UPS until like mid January. And then after that, it's going to be how long can I go without looking for another job? Or can I find a job like Uber Eats or Instacart that I can do like just by myself and like make my own schedule? And then so far this week has proved that I'm not very good at keeping myself busy if I have a full day free. Like with UPS, it was like I only have three or four hours after work that I really want to work because then it's going to be like nine o'clock and I really don't want to work after nine o'clock. So like UPS kept me honest by doing a full day's work, made me then do like an extra bit of work because i knew i had to do it because i would not gonna have time tomorrow to do it and then now with that like if i have free time i'm like i got i'm gonna use this free time to do absolutely nothing and then scramble to put stuff together at the end of the day or like the podcast the podcast is honestly the only thing that i don't delay on doing you guys should feel proud of this youtube i'm like i don't give a shit about this channel no one's watching it so i can do whatever i want but the podcast i'm like people are relying on me you know people are gonna listen to this and i want to get it out to them so I need to start making more things like the podcast. I'm like, people are looking forward to this content and I got to get it to them. I have a, a, I owe it to them. They have given me their time that they're going to watch it. I owe it to them to give them stuff to watch. We had fa- uh, family dinner. We had a family dinner on Sunday. We're, yeah, family dinner. That's what they called it. So we had a boiled dinner, which is uh, an East Coast dinner coming from from Martin's, neck of the woods, the Anufi. And a boiled dinner is a... I guess you get this salted beef that comes in a bucket and it's incredibly salty and you boil it in water for I don't know how long they actually had it in the water. I don't know if they was in the water for like a day and then they started boiling it for like half a day the next day. I don't know. I don't know the specifics. I didn't really pay attention that much. But it's a very salty beef and then you know maybe two hours or so before you're going to eat you start adding in like carrots and cabbage and we had a, a rude tobega, one rude tobega and um potatoes i think i think that was pretty much it You put all that into the into the pot with the beef and like gets all salty and like really softens up and then in conjunction with that we also had a roast that uh ethan and martin's old roommate brady prepared for us the ethan and martin bought it it was like a six pound roast i want to say there's a big one uh the butcher they just asked the butcher like how much do we need for six people and he's like this one just slapped it down and they bought it I'm telling that story secondhand. I wasn't with them, but that's what happened. Um, so like we made all those. We we're planning to make a lot of food. You know, we had a boiled dinner and then a roast as well. And then in the meantime, we decided to you know kill some time playing Catan, Settlers of Catan, or Catan. I don't know which one it is, but I've never played before. I have only ever seen people play it. I actually, my sister gave it to me for Christmas like three years ago because she said that like I'd been talking about it but I don't remember ever talking about it but I own it and we tried playing it for like that Christmas and it was just no one in my family could figure it out there's like there's too many rules on Christmas morning and everyone's like not really into just sitting down and doing that I think uh, you need like a committed evening to like especially if it's all newbies none of us knew the rules there's no one to explain it we all just had to kind of like read the rules and try and learn it that way so it made it really difficult. Uh, and then we just never touched it again so this is my first time going back to it in three years and immediately i mean ethan played the banker because it's only a four-player game then we had brady and victoria who are dating and then we had martin and myself who are not dating and i was the only newbie everyone else had played before so they kind of you know ethan was like explaining the rules briefly to me and then by like turn three you know i guess you start off by like picking your spots on the board i'm not going to over describe this game if you've never played catan i've learned my mistakes from last time so you there's a bunch of different tiles on the board of different resources and you just want to settle your you place your settlements on the board and you want to try and collect a variety of resources there's dice rolls involved and some resources have more probability of getting rolled than others and that's that's like the simplest explanation i can give you so immediately I like settled very poorly in a very very poor location because I didn't really know what to look for, and it wouldn't. I didn't really want to be like told, okay, like I did not want to be told every single move to make, like okay, go here, then go here, because it's not like I'm not playing anything, I'm not learning anything. So I like I did initially make one move, like I placed it on a port. So they they're like, oh, ports are important. They're like that's the absolute worst move you ever could have done. You can do absolutely nothing from there. Uh, you should definitely just like pick up and move. And I really wanted to like be like no. I chose it. I'm gonna stick to it, but I I relented and I moved to a new spot that they recommended. And then by like turn three, so you place two settlements, so you get like two different locations to gain resources. By like turn three, everyone's like, okay, Aaron, you are just screwed. Like you got nowhere to build to. Everyone's cut you off. There's absolutely nothing you can do. You're just you're just just learning how to play the game at this point. You're not gonna win anything. So that's like what I did. I just like I barely built anything. I just kind of, like, bought these development cards that are, like, random event cards that can happen in the game. Uh, and didn't really, like, do too much. Didn't do a lot of trading. Actually, did I did a lot of trading because I just wanted sheep. Because I think sheep are the most important resource to any, uh, like, col- colony. You get, like, it's food, it's clothing, it's companionship. Uh, sheeps have it all. And they can, like, reproduce if you have two of them. Which doesn't really work that way in the game. But, you know, who knew that? Who knew it wasn't that accurate? Uh, so... You know we're playing, and it's really like it was really like three people playing, and then me kind of just like doing my own thing. Everyone's like kind of like humoring me and like just making me trades just for the sake of it. I don't know what a good trade is and what's not, so I'm just like making trades. Ethan's like, no, don't do that. What are you doing? Don't give away brick when you have no way to make brick and stuff like that. Uh, and then at one point, the timer went off for the food, and we had to add the potatoes because we were like uh, an hour away from eating or something. So the potatoes had to go in. So we took a break, and then Brady's, I guess. To win the game, you need 10 victory points. You get one victory point for a settlement, two victory points for a city. Uh, then there's like the longest road. You get two victory points if you have the longest road on the board, which you use the roads to connect to like new resources and build your settlements on. Uh, and then the largest army as well, which the development cards I was buying, those event cards, you get knights. And the knights will let you move a robber that can like steal resources and prevent resource production on a certain i'm getting to the over explaining part i didn't want to do but the knights can move the robber and they can steal cards from someone if you play three knights you get this largest army card and that's worth two victory points until someone else like makes a bigger army so those are the ways you get victory points to win so brady's kind of like at the end of we'll call it halftime brady's kind of like counting everyone's points on the board um so he's like okay aaron's got seven i've got eight um martin's got eight and victoria's got eight or whatever you know says everyone's points and then i'm counting and i'm like i have actually got nine like i've got i got the largest army because that's all i was buying i wasn't building like settlements or anything i got the largest army that's two big victory points and then plus my settlements and cities and then i had a an extra development card which is just one victory point that i just left face down you have to leave it face down at your place so I had nine and then Brady just like, he miscounted and they told everyone I had seven. So I was like, I was zero threat to anybody. No one really cared. Uh, and then Ethan kind of like, everyone I got up from the table and Ethan's like looking at the board and he sees my card down. So like, he's like, oh, you like, you're in a very good position right now. I'm like, yeah, yeah. If I just get uh, two brick, actually I win the game. And i guess, wow. W- what a turnaround. Because I had literally built a, an entire, a very small, I think I built four roads which you start off the game by placing two free roads. So I built two roads, and I had, uh, I think, I had four total settlements. Two of them I turned into cities. So, uh, like on the, if you just looked at the board, I did, I didn't look like I had very much at all. Uh, but I think if you, and people weren't really paying attention to me because I wasn't like a threat. Yeah, I was like I, I didn't, I was never fully explained the rules of the game. So I was playing with like a half, half rule of the game no nothing on the board to show for anything so i'm like no threat people are just like making trades because i'm like just this dumb bumbling villager it's like hey i'll give you two goats for four wheat. blah 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 there's not even goats in the game and i was trading goats uh and then turns out like the first turn after halftime i got all the resources i need and was like hey guys i win and that's it and the shock what a moment of shock when everyone's like holy crap the the underdog which i claimed from the beginning as the underdog you know, I wanted to be in a position of weakness so that no one would uh, you know, assume assume that I'm actually a snake. A snake in the grass coming to get you. And that was a great feeling. Never played the game before. Uh undefeated in Catan, the hundred percent win ratio. And it all came down like my development cards came out perfectly. The I only bought four and I got like the perfect four that I would have needed to win the game. And then I just had like enough The resources just happened to come in perfectly to build exactly what i needed and i won the game and also your resource cards you can like hold them in your hand like hidden from people or you can just leave them face down on the table so everyone can see what they are and i was like super lazy so i just left them out on the table so everyone always knew how much i had so like there's no there's no hiding anything besides the one development card face down so like and i still won that way it was awesome and then after that you know i was riding high then we ate dinner, and it was delicious. Absolutely, like those vegetables came out so well, and like the salted beef, oh my god! And then the the pork roast or beef roast, I don't know which one it was. I think it was a beef. Ooh, I don't know. I, yeah, I think it was beef. It tasted like beef. Yeah, the beef roast. Brady Brady killed it. It was delicious. And then for dessert, we had a cake. And then yeah, they they all started getting into some wine. And I I passed because I'm I'm over a hundred days sober now. Um, but, uh, and then I got into like an herbal, herbal remedy of my own on the back deck to join them. And then we played, uh, played some telestrations. Uh, if you haven't played telestrations, it's like broken telephone, but instead of whispering something to a person, you just, you draw it then you pass it off and that person guesses what it is. Then they pass that off and then the other person has to draw their guess until it gets back to like, you get back your original drawing and then you like go through and see if they drew the initial word that you selected uh so we played that Uh, a lot of fun that's a super enjoyable game i did uh oh it's illustrations after dark though so it's like the adult version and i drew an incredibly accurate depiction of a rim job like very very artistic and like you would it, it just looking at it you needed no time at all to decipher that that is indeed a rim job and i wasn't even totally confident i knew what a rim job was so that was also very rewarding that it's a tongue going in a butt. Yeah. Yeah, that was our Sunday. That was a very fun evening. Hopefully, we do more stuff like that. I think we will more family dinners. Bring mom and dad over. Brady and Victoria, they were super cool because they came over and like we Ethan and Martin had bought the food and then they just like made the food and that's like oh that's, that's super cool. And then they also helped doing dishes afterwards. So I barely had to do anything. I just had to like exist and like be present. And then I got to eat food when beat them at Catan. We didn't keep score in illustrations. It's more of like just like a fun game and like you know fun drawing stuff. Which my drawing skills have improved. I think I think I'm I'm getting much better just through the painting of like go, taking what's in my head and like presenting that on paper. Like that that connection has improved. And then they left, and then we were like, "Yo, let's kick this party up a notch, guys. Let's just keep going." Sunday night, you know, they still had like Ethan and Martin so they have, like a box of wine, like half of it left. So, like, yeah, let's just dive back into this wine. Aaron, you go smoke up again. And we're gonna. We're going to party, 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 party. And then we like listen to some music and like everyone's like falling asleep. So it, it was a very dull party, but still, still a good time. An incredibly fun time. And then that led into Monday and Monday was my like a super productive day for me. So it's awesome. An awesome start to the week. That's just been really just been going downhill. And yesterday I like woke up and took a long nap and just did absolutely nothing. I... I went for a walk and got my underwear from FedEx that finally delivered it. I tried them on, very much enjoyed them. I got one pair, usually I get boxer briefs, so like, you know, they kind of like go down half thigh, uh, but I decided to get one pair of dress briefs, like, you know, like, tidy. they weren't tidy whities, but they're, you know, tidy blueies, like navy blue, and I, I tried those on in the mirror, and like, that's a good look, I like that. I did, like, a, the old high-waisted, to like, trying to show off the booty and, like, hide my left handles, and it's a... If I start an OnlyFans, ooh we might be making some money. We might be making some money, I just gotta say. And I have thought, like, I do think it'd be funny to start an OnlyFans just as, like, uh, do it for, like, fun and not, like, try and do it seriously. I'm still, like, I'm in, like, good shape, but I'm not in, like, visibly good shape. Like, you're still, like, podge and, like, this, like, you know, flabby white guy covering the muscle, the yoga muscles. So it doesn't look like I'm, like, showing off when I'm shirtless or in my underwear. I think as long as I stay in that, like that perfect shape of like comedically out of shape, like once you get abs and shit, you can't, you can't do, take shirtless photos and have it be funny. You just look douchey. So if I just stay at this level, I could definitely like, you know, do some OnlyFans in my underwear have posts with Ethan and stuff like that. I think that could work out as like a little side hustle, be the highest um, paid male on OnlyFans. I'd like that. That's a good title start taking away from the women the women will be like we need equal pay Aaron's taking all the money that'd be fun that'd be a fun time damn we did a great job so far on this podcast I thought I was gonna have to like jump in and talk about uh, my Southeast Asia trip from a few years ago that was like my backup plan if the, if the words weren't really coming but I think this whole uh, talking to my own uh, a, a reversed video of myself I think that's helping I think it's I'm seeing myself doing it and I'm like I'm having a good time I'm enjoying this this was a good tactic this was smart um let's see what else i got oh oh i do have another story another embarrassing story Ooh. uh so i think this was monday morning i want to say yeah it was monday morning so if you if you know my accountability board one of the uh the do not do's is to fap you know try and reduce the self-pleasure there's been a lot of studies on like Well, I haven't read the studies. I've just watched YouTube videos of, like, uh, this guy, Andrew Haberman. And he talks about uh, testosterone optimization and, like, the impacts of porn and how, like, that impacts your, like, testosterone creation. Also, like, your dopamine levels in your body and, like, how much that, like, screws it up and, like, causes issues for, like, mentally and physically of, like, overconsumption of porn. And, like, porn is just, like, too much for your brain to handle. Like, it's too much crazy stuff going on your, like, dopamine levels go way too high and then, like, screws up your testosterone, I, I, you gotta look it up, look it up, I'm not, I don't know the science behind it, I just, I just hear stuff and then I regurgitate it and then at some point someone will tell me that that's wrong and then I just start listening to them, I'm like, no, no, okay, okay, that must be right and then someone else tells me that's wrong, I just, I don't really think for myself, I just, I assume I know nothing and other people can tell me what's right and I'll just change my opinion constantly. But, uh, yeah, so, I had done, like, a few days of, you know, abstaining from the self-pleasure and, like, you know, doing a little dopamine break for myself. And then come Monday, I, I'm i asleep, I'm dreaming, and I'm having a dream about being at a urinal. And it's like, it's, like, a packed urinal at, like, well, a packed washroom. So there's, like, a bunch of urinals and there's, like, a bunch of guys in there and there's one, like, really impatient, bald guy like, beside me, like, tapping his foot and I'm standing at the urinal and I can't pee but I have, like, the sensation of a, a full bladder and like i really have to pee i know i have to pee and this guy's like he's like staring at me like come on man come on get it out get it out and i'm like i'm panicking in my dream like i can't like i'm standing here holding my willy and like nothing's coming out and that's like that's like a big deal at uh you know you're not that you're not women you don't have to deal with that you're, you're like separated into little stalls from everybody But men we just got like a wall that we're peeing straight at and you like you can see the guy right beside you these rarely is there like a full divider usually there's like a half size one that just blocks like your maybe your knees up to your shoulders just so people can't see your pecker but sometimes there's not even that and it's just you're just pissing straight at a wall so it's like it's like you got to perform and you're always like I, I am most conscious of when the other guy starts peeing and you can hear it. I'm like, I'm not peeing yet. He's going to hear that I'm not peeing. He's going to know I'm not peeing. He's going to be judging me, man. He's like, this guy just came in here to hold his dick next to me. There's a, some comic I sent out to my friends like, this guy's not peeing. He's just holding his wiener. Get out of here, pervert. Um, So it was like that kind of like stressful dream. Uh, so I ended up like in the dream. Again, this is still all just a dream. Uh, I ended up like leaving that urinal and then walking to another one that was like around the corner. This is a very complex bathroom that had just walls and walls of urinals. Uh, And then I walked to another section of the urinal. So like this guy that was giving me eyes thought I was done. Then he went to the urinal and I went to do my business elsewhere. And I'm like, okay, Aaron, I'm standing at this new urinal. I'm like, just relax. Okay, just relax. You know, let the muscles relax and then the pee will come. And like, it starts working. I like, I start relaxing like, okay, just feeling good. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good. Oh my goodness. I'm feeling, oh wow. Wow. And then I wake up, uh, mid wet dream. Just like I wake up orgasming in, in my bed and like, oh my God. Oh wow. And it's like, it's a, it's a very bittersweet moment. If you've never had a wet dream and woken up from it, which I think I always do. I always wake up from them, but it's this very quick, like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then number two, like, oh my God, I have to like, I'm making a mess like I'm just it's gonna be you know Alfredo sauce all up in my bed sheets so I'm like oh my god this is so good and then I'm like you know blocking myself off and like clogging you know plugging the hole so that uh there's not a leakage coming out onto the sheets and and then I look at the clock and it's like 7:12, and my alarm was set for 7:15. so like in my head I'm like my body naturally is like it's it's, it's time to wake up he's always getting up at this time um, so, you know, let's just, let's start the wake up pattern. And then some part of my brain's like, hold on, hold on. W- watch what I'm going to do. Let me, let me, let me do something to wake up. Let me, let me take control just for once. And then my brain raped me without my consent. I guess that all rape is without your consent. My brain just mentally raped me and made me ejaculate in a dream about peeing, which I did in fact, after, after wiping myself off, I did have to then go pee. So I did have to pee. But for some, I don't know what the connection was there between, like, I thought it'd be like a sexual dream that made me wet dream. Like, those are normally when I've had, which I've never had a wet dream as a child. I've only actually ever had them as an adult, which I think was just because I was, like, uh, tugging on my turkey stick a little bit too much as a child. So, like, there's never a buildup that I had to release. And now as an adult, it like, it's used to that consistent, you know, um, ejac that now, it's like okay, well, without two days, two or three days, like we got to get this stuff out. We got to get this product. There's a best before date on this stuff, and we cannot mix that. So it's just funneling it out. And yeah, some got some part of my brain's like, hey, I know a fun way we could wake this guy up. And that was my that was my that was that was literally the start of my week was uh, coming in my pants. <laughs> so that's a there's another story for you. There's a, there's no shame on this podcast. It's all about authenticity. So you got to hear about my butt problems and my my wet dreams no that's how that's is how we do it i think they're funny stories hopefully you guys do too you know like aaron is gross aaron's disgusting because i i am i am a disgusting person like i'll give you that i don't they don't call me the trash man for nothing even though i started that name for myself you guys ever like make a sandwich and you have to go to the bathroom so you just bring the sandwich with you and eat it while you're peeing and then when you got to wash your hands you just set it on the counter and just wash your hands and pick it back up keep eating the sandwich like nothing ever happened i've done that multiple times you know just, you know, picking your nose, eating your boogers. You guys do that? I do that a lot. Oh, I get bad allergies uh, in, like, the fall and stuff. I never carry tissues with me, though. I never carry tissues with me, though. Come on, Aaron. Get that enunciation better. You're an actor. You're an actor now. We're filming stuff tomorrow, too. Um, And, I, yeah, I never carry tissues. So I was just constantly, like, there's just a dried snot, like, streak on all, like, my jackets. Just because like, like sitting in class was the worst in high school. I remember that very sitting in French class in ninth grade out in a portable. It was cold to like have my jacket on still and my nose was just just dripping just like constantly like a faucet coming out and I'm just wearing this like black like I don't know what the what the material would be like suede. No would not have been suede black. I don't know uh, almost like a flannel maybe like a thicker flannel. And I'm just, like, sitting at my desk next to uh, a girl, a very nice girl, Erin Hand. Maybe I shouldn't say, Actually, that's not her last name on Facebook anymore, so you can't find her like that. Anyways, uh, sitting next to her, you know, we already had some weird, some weird drama happen because I uh, saw the guy, a guy broke the bro code. That's what happened. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, that's not. Yeah, so, like, my, I'm just sitting in French class front row, and my nose is just, like, it's just coming out constantly. I had no tissues. So just like every five minutes, I'm just like wiping wiping my nose on like my wrist and like my sleeve. And there's just like guys like clear buildup of snot. And I'm like, she definitely knows. Like she sees me definitely just wiping like pounds and pounds of snot onto my sleeve. Just like I'm trying to like subtly hide it. Like, oh, my nose is just itchy. It's just constantly itchy. And I'm like just wiping on my hands and like wiping on my pants, just wiping snot everywhere. I'm, I'm very disgusting when it comes to my bodily fluids. I'm just very, very, way too free. I'm like they came out of my body, they're going right back on top of my body. That's where they came from. That's where they're going. How can they be bad for me? Like if they're already inside me, obviously they can't do that much damage inside me. So what, what damage are they gonna do outside of me? Yeah, I'm a pig, an absolute pig. I really didn't wash my hands a lot until like this whole COVID thing started. When like you see all those memes like, oh, I'm so glad you know hand washing really went up through the roof. I'm one of those people that their hand washing went through the roof. And now I only do it because the soap Ethan bought smells good. And I like, it smells like Dunkaroos. And now I enjoy that. And that's a very recent purchase. So that's, I'll t- tell you a lot, but uh, I'm getting more into bodily care. When I was out at shoppers buying my anisol yesterday, I picked up some body wash. Cause I don't, I've never used shampoo, soap. <laughs> I do use shampoo. I do use shampoo. I never use soap or body wash though. Like I just like use the water to wash me off. And then I shampoo the pits and face and balls and crack. And then like that's it, like that's all I do, and no one's ever told me like I stink. So like I'm assuming I don't like constantly permeate this bad odor, and I wear deodorant, and like I shower. S- some weeks I shower multiple times a week, other weeks it's it's tough to get in that shower. But uh, at the uh, at Shoppers, I picked up some like some honey conditioner for my hair, which like looked good and is like a revitalizing conditioner, restructuring. So I picked up some of that And then I also picked up some coconut milk body wash And like a, a body loofah And I'm like I'm looking forward to taking a shower now Really like getting myself spruced up and freshened up That's uh, that's another big thing of I think gets your routine going Is uh, like freshly showering And like starting feeling fresh in the day Or like a lot of days where I just stay in my pajamas Like the things I slept in And like they're just like becoming part of me And like I just feel gross So I think that's a that'll, like a big change as well uh, What else do I have? That is, I mean, that was all it for all the notes. What Dream Ural. There's nothing. There's, like, some other things I want to talk about, like, from the Sapiens book, but I don't know if I really want to. I don't know if it's really, like, conducive to, like, a good podcast topic. It's just, like, the idea that, like, uh, all companies are imaginary and how much of, like, societal structures and that is all just, it only exists in, like, the human mind and everywhere else, that like, it doesn't exist. Uh, so, like, they're, like, using the idea of, like, a, a car company, I think they weren't saying Porsche, uh, some other Prush, Prussia, 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 something like that. I don't know, but they were saying, like, you know, the company is only exists because all humans, like, agree that it exists, but there's no actual, like, physical existence of that company. Like, there are buildings with the company's name on it, but it's really just, a, it, that's just a building. And there's cars that say, like, this thing was made by this company, but the company is an idea. Um, and, like, same with, like, uh, money, I guess. Money, you know hundred dollar bill and a twenty dollar bill are made of the same same material yet this one is worth five times the other one and that's all just because like in our heads we're like yeah this one that one well yeah that's a hundred dollars and that's twenty dollars when really there's just two pieces of paper so that was i mean that was it that was just something i was like yeah that is interesting and that just like highlights how much of our entire society is just made up and then that on top of that we just have then issues stemming from those things that are also just made up and yeah, it's a really uh, I'm really enjoying the book, the audiobook. There is times where like I'm listening to it and I have issues with audiobooks where I go for a walk and I'm listening to it and then I just start thinking of other stuff and like thinking of, like like content and stuff like that, or I hear something on the audiobook that just like head, puts my brain on a different train of thought, and then like ten minutes later I'm like, Oh, I have no idea what he's just said for the past ten minutes. But I'm not gonna rewind and like try and find the last thing I remember. I'm just gonna power right through it. So I'm definitely not absorbing as much as i could from this book and then like if i had to tell you what i learned in this book and like i'm on chapter eight i think and i could not tell you what each of the chapters were about i could just like give you it's almost like school i could give you like little bits and pieces of oh i learned this because this was interesting to me and i learned this but most of the book is like in one ear out the other ear but that whole imaginary imaginary companies thing that was a uh, i like that because it kind of it kind of ties into that uh, careless thing a lot of people care so much about this stuff that actually has no uh, existence it only exists inside your head and then you let it you know control your emotions and your thoughts when really it's you know if you don't believe in it it, there's no issues then the issues just magically disappear with the imaginary company or the like the idea of government like government's just made up they're all just we're all just people when it comes down to it everything is just build up of people you know you give people different Uh, labels and stuff like that oh this is my manager therefore he has control over me but really he's just a dude as well and like people you know some people let that power go to their heads you see those power trips like oh i got this label as manager or the ceo now which means i have power over people and i can talk down to other people and then other people like yeah this just i'm a manager that just means i'm going to use my influence to help bring people up and like you know i can unite this team and get the best out of everybody so it really uh really helps i don't know what i was going with that but it's interesting it's very uh i guess i live with two psychology guys so that uh they like to have their they have deep conversations and i just kind of like i have no interest in participating in this conversation but i will listen i don't think i have anything to add of uh value i'm very bad as i said at explaining my thoughts so even if i did add something it probably would not i'd probably like i'd say it and like, no i actually i disagree with that how i said that if someone else had said that i would not agree with them yeah 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 That was, this is a very rare moment where I can't believe an hour has passed. That's actually crazy. I, these are the podcasts I like the most. These are what I really enjoy. And I'm looking at my camera and I'm smiling right now because I'm enjoying it. This is fun. This is, this is why I started the podcast just to, uh, you know, air out. I feel aired out. And I do. I've been, uh, you know, stuck in all day, not doing a lot. And this, this like kind of woke me up. I, my chana masala is not going to be ready yet. I think it took like six hours to cook. In the slow cooker and i put it in around two so now the question is do i do other productive stuff like i have to film this announcement video just like the the me talking to the camera part the hard part of making those intros and stuff and i wrote out the script too i should maybe i should just write and i've been playing guitar actually yeah, there's a lot of stuff i still could talk about the guitar playing has been going well with ethan's new uh ethan's new routine for me of the like start with scales. And I've been learning, uh, mostly I stick to uh, the pentatonic scales because I heard that was, like, the best for, like, soloing and stuff. And the pentatonic scale is, like, five notes of your major scale or your minor scale, depending if you're playing a major or minor pentatonic scale. Uh, And as I said, I could, like, I can figure out um, my major scales now just because I've been learning the strings just from playing the the guitar more. So that's been good. Um, I have a book at home of, like... Uh, beginner, like, guitar for dummies, one of those, I don't think it's, it's not actually guitar for dummies, I think it's like, a, Harmon and something, it's some, like, big music company, uh, made this book, and then, like, you know, does, like, the, the basic songs you can learn, the Baba Black Sheep and Amazing Grace and the American National Anthem, and then, like, teaches the chords over time, stuff like that, and, like, reading music, staff music, which is something I wanted to, like, make sure I could keep that skill, um, which I can still... I think I still can read it pretty quickly when you start getting like the higher ledger lines and the lower like you add the ledger lines that's when it starts throwing me off and ledger lines are like when you just draw on the line through the note because it's like above the the staff I think that's what it's called the staff uh yeah so I gotta remember to bring that book home after Christmas and then that I think that will also help me like give me like some you know theoretical or like some hard practice of things like uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Like it'll be like a good like. In addition to learning the scales, I could be like, okay, and then learning, you know, from this book as well is like kind of in conjunction with learning the scales. And conjunction is the word of the podcast, it seems to be. Uh, and then I've been working on run around. It's still my chord transitions are still sloppy. And playing last night, I think I found I'm just I'm trying to do it too fast still. I'm trying to like play it better than I am, and I think I really just need to be like super slow really just go like g c a a minor or a flat a minor d and like i'm because right now i'm doing like a a g g c c b b i'm like i'm playing it way too fast i want to be able to like play the song and like get right into it same with like golf when you want to play golf and like i just want to hit it as hard as possible and the thing you got to train yourself is like hit it way slower than you actually want to and same thing goes with the guitar uh play it. I got to play it way slower and like just get good at getting like a clean crisp sound out of it cuz right now I'm like it doesn't sound very beautiful when I I may be able to like get my fingers transitioned pretty quickly into the chord but and then it's like G C a, a D a, G G's I'm pretty good at but everything else like there's always like one one string that my fingers like overlapping on and muting by accident or I'm not like fully pressed down on this other string so yeah, I need to slow down and just work on doing that. And then I've also added another song into my repertoire. That's not... It's different because Runaround's all chords. I want to learn the song Amy by Pure Prairie... Uh, Pure Prairie League. Pure Prairie League. Amy. A-M-I-E. So I want to learn that intro. Do you guys want to go listen to that? And I can play that... Uh, I can play it pretty like slowly... I picked that up pretty quick. Like getting the scale training, uh the scale training, uh, and then just like constantly replaying these chords has really like helped my ability to move around the fretboard. And like I'm using my pinky more. It's kinda like in Guitar Hero, you know, you start with just the three fingers, uh, and then wow that's guitar hero does teach you something. Then you add the pinky for medium, like add that blue note, and then you start having to like shift your hand into like hard and expert mode to get that orange one that'll only apply to people who play Guitar here, But now I see, I'm making the connection now between Guitar Hero and like guitar, the very little connection that it has of just adding fingers. Uh, and that's helped out a lot. I like, I picked up that Amy intro, I can't play it like too speed. And initially I was like, I'm gonna ignore the hammer-ons and the slides and just play, like, play it straight like da, 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 rather than da, da, uh, And then last night I was like, no, I should just practice the hammer-ons and the slides and just like, who cares if it takes me longer to learn it? At least I'm going to learn it right. And just practice like little sections at a time. The same way like in music class, that's how we learned. We would we like very rarely play the song like all the way through. We'd be like, okay, play this section and play it over and over again. And then just like that's how Miss Christie taught us. And I should just, you know, remember that. Just learn it in pieces and then bring the pieces together. Rather than try and play it all the way through. It's going to take you way longer because some parts are easier than others. So focus on those harder parts, and then let like the easy parts will come more naturally. I think. So yeah, guitar's been going well, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, I've learned how to tune it. I got a. Tu- I have a. T- I've had a tuner the whole time, uh, but when like I first got my guitar, I didn't know how to use it, So I didn't know what the names of the guitar strings were. Uh, I didn't know the Eddie Eight Dynamite Goodbye Eddie. Um. So like I'd like hit the string, and be like I don't know. It says D, but I don't know what that is. That right? I have no idea. I'd have to know what, like, what chord I'm playing, or what string I'm playing, what note I'm playing. That's what I'm looking for. And now that I know what notes I'm actually playing, it's much easier to tune my guitar because I know what I'm looking for. And this, uh, it's one of those tuners that clips onto the head of your guitar, and that's been way more accurate, I think, than using the the phone app. Uh, yeah, that's about it. That's all I got. Yeah, I figured out how to tune my guitar. That's what I was saying. Uh, now, knowing what notes you're playing makes it easier to uh, tune your guitar to that note so now I'm actually tuning it like every time I'm playing it rather than before I was tuning it like once every two months or so and I think that'll probably be better for the health of the guitar too keep the strings better well, I wish we could get this to an hour and ten minutes, we're close we're an hour and eight, but again probably have to take out like 30 seconds so it is December 9th we've got three more episodes of this year I oh, you know what we gotta start planning out the Christmas episode actually um i gotta write the christmas song and then figure out we have to start like making it pretty soon um we got it's a it's a busy month coming up we got will the thrills coming up next weekend to visit from like thursday night till sunday we got a we got a movie a christmas movie marathon planned for next how i'm gonna have to do the podcast before he gets here actually now that i think about that i may even have to do it while he's here uh if i'm working too late um but then a Christmas movie Christmas movie marathon on Friday, and then a Saturday Saturday we're going to see Ethan's band perform. I get to see uh Tyler Fry and the Mile Highs actually perform at Rural Roots in Elmira. I don't even know if show is sold out or if it does show is sell out. But if you hear this and you're in the Elmira area, come come check it out. Uh, don't, there'll be no filming done. There's no, there's not gonna be a weekly wander there. I'll, uh, I'll squash that right now. I don't want to film in a bar. I'm very uncomfortable filming around people. And that's like too intimate of a, of a situation to have like a camera around and like filming it. Uh, but anyways, uh, the podcast is going to stay steady all the way through the, the Christmas months, Christmas month. Uh, but as for YouTube, I don't, again, I don't know. You'll see the announcement video coming out hopefully Friday or Saturday. It'll be Saturday for sure. I guarantee it'll be out by Saturday. I don't know if it'll be out tomorrow or not. It depends if I, you know, get the will to film it tomorrow morning before we do some more uh, filming for the losers on drugs. I'm starring in this in this current short we're filming. So you'll really get to see my acting chops here. I had a really... The shoot on Monday was a lot of fun. It involved cake. So that was, a, that was super enjoyable, and I think you guys are... We showed Brady and Victoria the the stuff we've made so far. Most of that Ethan and Martin have made, but... They uh, they laughed at it. They enjoyed it. So that was like a good sign. We have a good uh, a good uh, like uh, enjoyment ratio so far. Of everyone's enjoyed it. That's seen it. So those are good signs. Excited for the rest of you guys to see it and see what you think about it. There's definitely uh, some videos that people are like, "Oh yeah, this is really good. I enjoy this stuff." And there's also gonna be videos that are like, "What? I don't. I don't that's not really my my kind of humor." But they make all of us laugh, which I think is the key. As long as we're making stuff that we enjoy, someone out there is gonna like it. So that's it, but that's uh, that's all I've got for you folks today. You guys enjoy enjoy the rest of your whatever whatever you're doing, whatever you got going on. I hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll uh, we'll check back in with you next week. On Aaron Air Out, hope you guys feel aired out after this episode. Later. Hey, you did a great job listening to this podcast, and I really think you're gonna do a great job again next week. So be sure to tune in to Aaron Air Out every friday on spotify google and apple also find me on youtube at aaron the brock take it easy folks thanks for listening hope you enjoyed your stay now take what you learned and have a great day good to air out.